in Seattle, Seattle. You need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to RodandDonsitDown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. All right, you guys, welcome to episode 676. It's the Ron and Don Show. We are live in the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don uh, Show, let's talk about this. Are people drinking too much water? <laughs> Everybody at my gym right now has a Stanley Cup. What is going on with the Stanley Cup? My dad, who's a truck driver, used to have a Stanley Cup. He used to have different things in his Stanley Cup than I think people have at the gym, though. <laughs> so let's talk about Stanley Cups. Could you be drinking too much water? Also, your neighbor. Yeah, they're going to buy your house. We hear about that all the time. Why you don't sell to the neighbor? Uh, before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Elon Musk just had $55 billion ripped out. I don't think it's going to matter to him, though. I think he'll wake up today and make $55 billion. It's all just a game to him. Uh, I'll tell you what's not a game, though. This is very interesting. You never know what he's working on. I'm always fascinated by what he's working on. Every once in a while, I'll tune into the Joe Rogan podcast when he has Elon on because they have really good, they have a good camaraderie. And Elon will tell him things. Uh, and Joe Rogan will probe him in a way. And I don't agree with all of Joe Rogan's politics, but I don't think, like, like I don't agree with a lot of people, but I'll listen to what Tucker Carlson has to say. I don't agree with most of what he has to say, but I know other people do, so I want to hear what he has to say. What does Sean Hannity say? Say with Joe Rogan. I want to hear what he has to say. Someone on the far left? Yeah, I'm not siloed. I want to hear what people have to say, right? So anyway, he's on with Elon. Elon comes on with him a lot. They have really great long-form conversations. Uh, and he has talked a lot about AI. And now, Ron, we, uh, we have found something out tremendous that Elon's company has just done when it, when it comes to the brain, right? Yeah, so Elon has a subsidiary called Neuralink. And if you've read the book by Walter Isaacson on Elon, there's an important thing I think you need to realize about him. He will take a, a grand ambition like populating Mars, all right? Like that's a goal that Elon has. He wants to send human beings to Mars. And so he realizes that, that is an, that's an outlandish goal. So he says, well, how am I going to pay for this project to send human beings to Mars? Well, why don't we're going to need rocket ships to go to Mars? Uh, I need money to build these rockets and experiment with rocket ships. What can I do with rocket ships that would make me money in the short term so that I can finance all these rockets in the long term? I know I'll put satellites up and make a satellite internet. And I'll, and I'll build rockets that repark themselves. And then I'll build rockets that the government will lease out from me. And so he creates a side business to pay for and finance his real goal. And so for the trip to Mars, what's paying for that is Starlink Internet and leasing out these rockets to the to governments. All right, so those are what drives the engine. But the real goal is to send human beings to Mars. So then he started this company called Neuralink. And so the goal of Neuralink 
is to fuse the human brain with artificial intelligence with the goal, this is Elon's goal, with the goal of not allowing artificial intelligence to become the evil overlord and basically killing off human beings. So Elon Musk is worried that AI is going to get out of control and it's going to go to the dark side. He's very worried about that. And so in order to protect that, the idea that he had is I'm going to make my own AI that then I can fuse with the human brain. Very, very expensive to do that. So he said, what's a way that I could pay for that similar to Starlink Internet? He says, I know we're going to create a, a, an, a brain implant so that people with disabilities can control devices using the power of their brain. And so that's what Neuralink is trying to do. So what they've just announced is that they have their first human being where they have implanted a Neuralink sensor inside of their brain uh, and they can uh, hopefully control devices outside of the human brain using this network. And so it has caused it's a there's a lot of controversy because they they had some of these that they implanted in different animal species and and didn't get great results like they fried some brains here and there uh trying to come up with a way to implant this this device into a brain and that's but, what the that's what the article is about Ron just to add it's like how much brain damage is going to be done uh and, and, and now placing these, taking, taking that step and installing these. In and, and Elon thinks about this as someone that has uh, very little empathy. He thinks of even like the self-driving car thing. He's like, you know what? Some people are going to die. Um, but the amount of lives we're going to save in the long run will justify that. And he goes, people die in cars anyways. Uh, just because someone dies in a Tesla, he goes, that's the cost of doing business. Politicians do that all the time. They do that during war. How many people are going to die in World War One in a trench? In World War Two, how many people are going to die if we're fighting in the Pacific and the, and the Atlantic? Uh, it's, it, it's the price of doing business. It's the price of freedom. Uh, and he has and, that same mentality for like, hey, we're going to put these chips in people's brains. Some people are going to die. Some mistakes will be made, but in the long run for humanity, it'll be a net positive. Yeah, and I, and I think when you when you when you look at people that run Fortune 500 companies or the top 30 CEOs in this in this country, I, I think they're all a little psycho that way. So I don't I don't think it's just Elon Musk. I think and and, and in a way, like when you read statistically the self driving car over in the self driving truck over time, it is going to save. A lot of lives and then you're going to be looking at the newspaper though because now you don't have a human to blame it on because 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 a robot did even when you look at war right now in places like israel and iraq and here we are here we are we're out there with our big warships and our destroyers and we have the 12th fleet and we have nine aircraft carriers and we can't stop these little drones we can't in fact we lost three servicemen the other day uh 40 were injured as a result of hovering little suicide drones. And so the future of war is now. We see that in, in Israel, and we certainly see that with, with, with the United States sitting there with, with all the battle rattle that we have. 
but unable to protect ourselves from from modern modern technology that took out these soldiers the other day. And the, the thing that I guess to me is the fatal flaw with Elon Musk is there's no doubt that he's had some some genius moves, but he wants to save humanity. If and only if he's the one that gets to save humanity. But he doesn't even like humanity. Exactly. <laughs> it's a weird it's a weird logical job. He wants job. to save something that he doesn't even like. <laughs> he likes Joe Rogan. We'll see you on the other side. Hey you guys, I got some exciting news. Now through March 2nd, they're having their founders day sale at Les Schwab. Who's Les Schwab? Well, you know they sponsor this show. You know they do a lot of great things in the community. In fact, uh, this Thanksgiving, we raise a lot of food, and during the holidays, yeah, we raise a lot of toys. The thing I love about Les Schwab is he loves the community. He's been doing it, in fact, instilling their family values since 1952 in all our communities. 70 years, earning your trust. Right now, the Founders Day Sale. It's a thank you to all the customers out there. Get this. You can save up to $150. That's right, $150 when you buy a set of four select tires. And all you got to do when you go in is say that Ron and Don sent you. All right? For that location near you, all you need to do is go to LesSchwab.com. That's LesSchwab.com. Les Schwab, let's say it together. They've been doing the right thing since 1952. <laughs> Hey, it's Ron here for Ron and Don Real Estate. Love those guys. So listen, I, I was out to lunch yesterday. A friend of mine's like, hey, when, when the, everything crashes, I want to buy a house on the water up on the islands. And I looked at him and I said, Danny, the market is not crashing. He goes, okay, well, when interest rates go back down to 2%, I want to buy that cabin. I said, Danny, this is the, this, the market is stabilized. Interest rates have pretty much stabilized. This is the market we have. So if you've been waiting on the sidelines going, as soon as things crash, as soon as prices comes down, as soon as we get back to the old interest rates, that is not going to happen in 2024. This is the market we have. And if you are ready to make a move, whether you need to sell or whether you want to buy in the Pacific Northwest, in fact, the entire state of Washington, Don and I are your team. So whether you're doing it or your friend or family, refer us to them and let's get a game plan together. We call it a Ron and Don sit down. You can call me directly. You can email me, ron at ronanddon.com, or you can go to ronanddonsitdown.com. Set up that sit down. Let's put a game plan together. This is the market we're in this year. It's stabilizing and it's going to start to heat up. So let's get a game plan together. Ronanddonsitdown.com. Are you guys welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don show? Question Are you drinking too much water? Probably, or maybe not. I don't know. Uh, I. Interesting. I go to a gym that's kind of a small boutique gym. It's open 24-7. And everybody in there kind of knows each other and trusts each other. And I, and I saw this when, when we were at the Maui gym, the power the powerhouse Maui gym there as well. Is You know how they have that shelving when you go into the gym or they have lockers set up? Nobody, Everybody puts their stuff in the locker at this gym I go to in Seattle. No one has a lock. No one, no one locks it up. And then in the little cubby holes they have, someone will just put their keys. They'll put their phone there. Uh, they put their uh, headsets, whatever it Block is. Block a cash. There are people that put their wallets there. They put their purses. They just they just put it in the cubby hole and they leave. There's never been an issue until the other day. And a sign went up. Someone had stolen someone else's Stanley Cup. Uh-oh. 
That's, it just got serious. And I don't know about your father, but my dad, I, I can remember uh, waking up at about four in the morning and you could just smell the Vantage cigarettes throughout the house with the windows closed in the middle of winter. And I lived in a family where we all shared this. There were six of us and a dog and we all shared, we didn't have a second bathroom. So we all shared the same shower and my dad would be in there uh, showering, smoking it is whatever. And then, and then he would drink like a pot of coffee in the morning. So would my mother. I think my mom still does to this day. And and then he had this big Stanley thermos. I have that. I have that thermos. And he would fill the big one though. The one I have the like big the, one. Like, like the three footer. He would fill that thing up with coffee. And I remember he would bring that home and he'd go to work. He'd truck all day. And he worked like these massive twelve hour days. He's a short haul trucker out of Waukegan, Illinois. He would he would uh drove this Mack truck all day. He'd come back and I was always amazed when I was doing the dishes at night. That the coffee in the it just blew me away. Any coffee that was left in the in this Stanley cylinder thing with the screw off coffee cup on the top, it was still hot. I thought I, I was like seven, eight years old doing doing the dishes, and I thought, wow. This is really magic. I'm a little bewildered on this Stanley thing because that, I, I yeah. have that same green thermos. You do. From like years ago. And we are, Ron and Don, we have some Stanley uh, French press coffee things with the same green. Yeah. But we got them like four years ago. They're cool. And, so, and they're very cool. And I, I didn't see, and I have two Stanley little thermoses for yeah, my coffee cup. When you sit cup. down with us, we give, you, we give you two coffee cups. And then when we do a transaction, we actually give you the... the 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 Stanley coffee maker so you have so you have a whole set and but this uh, is pre-trend yeah we give you a, we, we give you a Stanley press I don't know how they I think it must be TikTok right because because now people are collecting them they're coming out in different colors everybody has to have one I see them all over my gym and then I I wonder what people are doing because there's a there's a drinking fountain in there and then and then also uh it, I see people that that go around with these big gallons of water and they're like drinking the whole gallon of water while they're at the gym and they're not sweating very much. So, it's not like they're on the treadmill. They're just walking around with a gallon of water and they're chugging a whole gallon of water. And statistically, drinking a gallon of water in an hour while you're working out, plus you get that water guy, that... That is not the most healthy thing in the world. And there's now some science out there saying, hey, we have this craze of being hydrated. People are now dying from drinking too much damn water. And your kidneys can also go into liver failure. So I just want to let people know I I didn't take the Stanley Cup at the gym. Evidently, someone else did. It's become a big status symbol. Evidently, people are now collecting these. They're buying these up. And I'm telling you now, like 30 years from now, when my son is going into homes because he said he's, he's, he's going to buy real estate and he's dealing because we don't deal with hoarders. We deal with collectors. These Stanley Cups are going to be everywhere 30 years from now because it, it is the TikTok thing right now, isn't it? Well, the thing is, your body will let you know when you need more water. You will be thirsty. I, I think there was this trend where people thought 
if I drink these massive amounts of water, I'm going to, A, I'm going to, I'm going to get rid of my toxins that somehow the water going into my stomach is going to get rid of the toxins in my system. And it's just, there's no scientific evidence to that. In fact, the thing that you brought up, if you drink too much water, it can reduce the nutrients in your food because your body is trying to process all this excess water and you're actually pulling nutrients out of your body, not toxins. You're pulling the nutrients out. So your body will let you, you should drink water. Your body will let you know when you need more water. And also there's a lot of water. And in, in, if you eat salad or cucumbers or strawberries or pineapple, uh, there's a lot of water in the food that you eat. Uh, and also when you drink coffee, the liquid part of coffee also counts as water. Stop licking your balls. Stop it. <laughs> He's talking to the dog right now. Oh, sorry about that. So uh, <laughs> your body over millions of years. Because you're going to be licking me later and I don't appreciate has it. Has a finely tuned system to let you know when you are dehydrated hydrated it's called being thirsty well, I don't, and i don't agree with that either if, if you're an athlete and you wait till you're thirst thirsty you're gonna bonk and you're cooked yeah, if and you're, you're an athlete, like you said most of you are carrying around a gallon there's a lot of people there to listening that are athletes so as an athlete you drink before you have to you eat before you want to right but that that's that's but not a gallon uh, Unless no. you're like running a 50 mile race or something, but they don't even drink a gallon. I would, of water. I would disagree. So if I'm climbing Mount, uh, if I'm going to climb up to Muir, I'm going to drink probably a gallon and a half of water going up to Muir. Over the course of the climb, right? It, well, it's only a couple hours, but yeah, I'm going to drink a gallon and a half of water. Right. And that's extreme exercise. No, it's just going up to Muir. You were supposed to go up there last year. Why didn't you go to Scotty can go up there. Anyone? Go. It's not extreme. It's just you're just you're well you're doing a, exercise. I think we're that we're was agreeing. the point I was making. Yeah. Like like if you if if you and, and and it's definitely better to have a water than a lot of people drink Coke, Diet Coke, and all that. And if you're replacing that, you need to drink something. I I would say water water is the way to go. But yeah, just. Walking around the gym, not doing much, drinking a whole gallon of water is ridiculous, unless it's in a cool TikTok Stanley Cup. <laughs> My dad didn't know how cool he was, and you didn't know how cool you were. I, I'm going to get that thermos out. <laughs> what do you use that thing? Is For it the coffee. big one? Yeah, because I, when I'm at the, the tiny house, oh, yeah. uh, I don't have a coffee maker. I have, oh. uh, so I make a French press or I make a pour over and then I put, I drink one cup and I put the other hot cup in the thermos so that when I want a second cup, I, I have do, it. Do you have the screw off cup? Yeah, the cu- cup on the top. That's the, the whole, coolest thing. The whole thing. You put soup in there, you put whatever you want yeah. in that thing. Yeah. yeah. I got the big, I want to get the little one, but I have the big one. Stick with the big one. I like the big one. All right. Uh, one more story on the other side. Don't, don't let your neighbor buy your house. I'll tell you why. Hey, it's Ron and Don here with Mitch Weeks. You know him better as Mitch.loans. Mitch, you have a really cool new product for investors. I think it's kind of the first I've ever heard of it. Yeah, so we have a great new investor cash flow program. And what this is, is we take the house you are buying and we inspect it, not you, the borrower. And so what we do is we look at the house and we say, will it cash flow? If you put 20% down, will it make more money than it's going to cost you to keep paying off your mortgage? And if it does, it's yours. It doesn't matter what you make on your own. It doesn't matter all these other things that we usually have to document. They don't matter. They're gone. It's just, does this house make sense? And if it does, you can buy. 
buy it. All right, so you can go up to four doors, up to four units on this. And uh, Don and I have never heard of a product like this. It's pretty exciting if you've been wanting to get into the investment game. So go to Mitch.loans right now. Set up a time to talk to Mitch. See if you qualify for this new program. That's Mitch.loans. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. We, we notice this all the time. When we do a Ron and Don sit down, and then we go out to visit a property, uh, as soon as the neighborhood finds out that the property is being sold, a neighbor always steps forward and says, you know what, I will, I'm going to buy the property. I'll buy, I'll buy the property. Ron, I have lots of thoughts and examples about this. I'm going to let you go first. What do you say about the neighbor? In every instance, that always steps forward and says that they're going to buy the property. What they're actually saying, in my experience, is I would like to get a, a fire sale deal on your house. That's what they really want. Uh, they want a below market price for your house because they've lived in the neighborhood for a long time. And if that works for you, for whatever reason, I, I wouldn't recommend it, but that's what they're looking for. I have yet to have uh, a neighbor come in and be willing to pay fair market value because they know what they paid for their house. They've probably been snooping on your house uh, and all the other neighbors' houses. They get their little algorithmic report uh, in the mail every month. And so what they want is uh, a deal on your house. All right, let me, let, me, let me say this. Now the neighbor comes forward and says, hey, I want to buy your house. And guess what? You won't, you won't have to pay any realtors. We're going to do it off market and you won't have to do any work because I'm going to buy it as is. And I'm not even going to inspect it. I, I want to buy your house. That sounds, that sounds like a good deal. Still at, at a deal though. They're, they're not going to offer you market value. Uh, in my experience, they're, they're just not, they, they want a deal and, uh, they, I know that people do that. I think you got to, you had a person up the street from you sell a house for a couple hundred grand less than market value because they took took up an offer like this. About 300 grand. Yeah. So you can do it. You're, it's, I don't think it's smart. Yeah. They sold it to a neighbor and the neighbor said, I'm going to restore your house. I love your house. I'm going to live in your house. And then as soon as she moved out, he sold it to a builder and they tore the damn house down. <laughs> and he made 300 grand on, on top of it. So the other thing is a lot of th times a neighbor hasn't gone to see if they can qualify. Usually they don't. And then they're going to tell you that they want to pay cash. We live in a market right now where it pays to do the work. It pays to expose your house, not only to the MLS, but also to realtors like us that have big social media followings. It pays to expose your house to the market. And what I always tell people is just say, hey, you know what? If they want to buy the house, then they're a good neighbor. They don't want to rip you off. Let's see what their number is, and we'll explore that. The number is always short. And just tell them to write an offer. We're going to have an offer review date. Just tell them to submit their offer. I'll be happy to talk to them. The, neighbor, the neighbor's offer never shows up. Right. I've heard the neighbor's going to buy the house dozens and dozens and dozens of times. The offer never shows up. I have another couple that lives down the street from me. They were in their in their 80s. And I just saw what the house closed for. The neighbor bought the house and he ripped them off by probably 400 grand. And this is what this is what older people do because they trust the bank. 
they trust what banks say, right? And so they look at what the bank says or what the tax assessment says about a property, right? They trust that. And so, for instance, whenever they have bought and sold a car when they were younger, they would just ask the bank, hey, what is the car worth? Well, the bank gives you an amount that they'll loan on it, but it's not the actual market value of the car. So, for instance... These old Westphalia buses, I used to, I've sold over 200 of them when I was in my 20s. When you see those old buses knocking around, the, the loan value on those would be four or $5,000. So an older person, before they, there was the internet, they'd go, wow, I called the bank and the bank says it's worth $5,000. So you put it in the paper and they would sell it for $5,000. Then someone could show up. What's the paper? Yeah. Then, <laughs> then someone could show up that knows the market value of that Westphalia and go, I'm going to take this bus, the same bus, and I'm going to put it in tomorrow's paper, and I'm going to sell the same bus for $20,000 because that's the market value. And the older people trusted the bank, didn't study it, and didn't understand the difference between the market value and what the bank says it's worth. And also, when it comes to a property... Your tax assessment is always a lot, lot lower. So what the folks did down here, down the street from me, is they looked at the tax assessment on their house, and they said the tax assessment on the house is worth $774,000. So that's what they sold it to the neighbor down the street for, $774,000. But guess what? That guy turned around and just shopped it to a builder, and the builder, the builder just paid... Get this, over $1 million for that property because that's the market value of it. And the older folks that were living there in their 80s, they trusted. And usually what the bank says it's worth when they're, when they're sending through someone to evaluate it or even what the tax assessment is, it's always less than what the market value is in a hot market like this. So be careful about selling to the neighbor. Just, or a family member. Yeah. I loved Aunt Tilly. I want to buy Aunt Tilly's uh, house. We used to come over here as kids and we play in the yeah. backyard. Say, you know what? I know I we have every every penny for our retirement in this home and we sell it. We appreciate that. Talk to our realtor and we can't wait to see what your offer is on the offer review date, right? Never shows up. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to the Ron and Don Show. We really appreciate it. If you need us, just reach out. Yeah, you can uh, hit me directly on email, ron at ronanddon.com, or find out a bunch more about us in our real estate business and the radio business uh, at ronanddonsitdown.com. Even sign up for our newsletter. Remember, we sell the sound. So if you're thinking, oh, I live in Fedway. They're not, ron and Don aren't going to drive down here. We go to Fedway. Oh, I live up in, in Edmonds. We go to Edmonds. I live on the east side. John's talking about Queen Anne. We go and we sell on the east side all the time. So uh, we sell the sound. Yeah. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for letting us be your friends, your broadcasters, and also your realtors. If you need us, just reach out. We love sitting down and talking real estate, even if it doesn't end up in a transaction and we just end up being uh, friends. Yeah, we like that too. Because chances are you felt like we're friends for a long time, but this microphone only goes one way. So when we get to meet you in person, uh, a lot of times it's a lot of fun. And I'll bring Charlie along, and we'll make sure he's not doing what he was just doing in front of us. Don't appreciate it at all. Yeah. Head up, shoulders back, just a dog being a dog. All right, shout out to my friend George Goddard right now uh, up in Edmonds, Washington. Uh, he's my man, and he's the one that just bought the canine. 
from his boat proceeds when he sold his boat. We told you that story in one of the last episodes. He bought a canine for the city of Edmonds. He just reached out to me today and said, Don, I have a few dollars left over, and you're not going to believe what else I'm doing. So, legacy is important. You just turned eight. You think about your legacy as you get older, don't you? Sure do. All right. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time. Hey, thanks for hitting subscribe, giving us a five-star review, and making this a favorite. When you see that favorite button, hit it. All right? Yeah. You've been listening to The Ron and Don Show. Only on The Ron and Don Radio. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet, and we'll see you next time. Only. 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 On The Ron and Don Radio Network. Thank <laughs> you.